church say amen. amen. The book of Ezra. The book of Ezra. You to find that. And the book of Nehemiah. I'm going to give y'all a little extra time. No harm in looking in the table of contents. That's what it's for. You don't, don't. <laughs> Amen. Huh? This is not one of those books you look at every day, I know. We like Mark, Luke, John. We like, we like them. Peter, James. But, uh, so the book of Ezra. And the book of Nehemiah. Ezra chapter 6. I want to consider verse 21 and 22. And these are the words that you find there. And the children of Israel, which were come again out of captivity, and all such had separated themselves unto them for the filthiness of the, of the heathen of the land to seek the Lord God of Israel and did eat and kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. For the Lord had made them joyful and turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. And then we'll move over to Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, also chapter 6. Verse 15 and 16. So the wall was finished in the 20th and 5th day of the month, Yule, in 50 and 2 days. And it came to pass that when all of our enemies heard their arms, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things. They were much cast down in their own eyes. For they perceived that the work was wrought of God. Amen. I want this morning, this is the first Sunday in the year. And I want to sort of get us thinking in a direction. For the year, I, I want I want to lay out the plan and 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 what it is that that I'm desiring and what it is that I believe 
that the Lord would have us as a congregation to consider for the year. I, I want, and uh, I, I, I'm not going to finish this today, but we got a whole year to do it. Uh, I, I want us to focus on rebuilding the wall. Rebuilding the walls. That's, that's what I want us to look at. I'm not much of a series preacher, but, but I'm going to do the best that I can to, to see this through so that we can all understand the importance of the church rebuilding walls. I want to use Ezra, and I want to use Nehemiah because they both play very important roles in where it is that we want to get to in that once the children of Israel, you do know they went in bondage. Once they served their time and came out of bondage, <clears throat> they went back to their homeland and Everything seemed to be all right. As a matter of fact, they went back and they began to rebuild the temple. They went back, they started out, and everything started out right. They're just getting out of captivity. And when they got there, the first thing they thought, let's build the altar. That was good. That was good. Let's go back. We messed up, and God has set us free again. Let's go back and build an altar to God. Then the next move is now let's rebuild the temple. Let's build it back. You know it was destroyed and we'll talk about that some more in a minute. But, but the, the temple, when they were carried away as slaves, the temple was completely destroyed. So the next move was let's build, rebuild the temple. Let, let's go back now since it was destroyed. Let, we, we are back home now. Let's build that. So they got, got to work and they build, rebuild the temple. So here they are. They are back in their homeland. They have built the altar to God. They have, they have rebuilt the temple. And the reason why, and, 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 and it looked like that they were on the right road. It looked like things were going well, but in the process, that was one thing they overlooked. They had a temple, but no word in it. <laughs> are y'all hearing me? The thing that was absent, the thing that was absent, these are the people of God, but you've got to remember, they had been locked away now for over 70 years. And much of the promise of God, much of the word of God had been lost. Many had died. They had not been able to talk. They had not been able to read the scripture. So now they're, in, they're back home and they've gone through all the processes. They've got the altar built back. They got the temple built back, but no word. It was Ezra. And the strange thing about Ezra is that Ezra was actually born in captivity. But thank God his parents kept telling him about who he was. Y'all need to hear this. Yeah, he was born in captivity, but his parents obviously kept sharing with them, this is who you are. This is who brought us 
Are y'all hearing me? They, they, evidently, they had the kind of parents. He had the kind of parents that would tell him, look, let me tell you something. Where we are, we are here because of the power of God. Parents that didn't mind telling children if it had not been for the Lord. Parents who taught him the scripture. And he had a zeal for the word of God. So look at it now. Look at it now. Here they are. They're back. They're back in their homeland. The altar's built. The church is built. But there is no word. Nobody knows the word. But when Ezra got back, when he made it back to the homeland, he was the one who had it in his heart to make sure that everybody understood how we got to where we are. Are y'all hearing me? He's the one that made sure that, that, that everybody here, God has delivered us. God has brought us back to the land, and he wanted to make sure that everybody understood and knew the word of God. You see, Ezra, 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 Ezra had it right. Whether you realize it or not, you cannot separate the people of God from the word of God. The people of God, without the word of God, are powerless. I don't care how dressed up you are. I don't care how many church clothes you got. If you don't know the word of God, you're powerless. So we thank God for Ezra. Ezra came back, restored the word of God. He, he got there and he began to preach and began to share with the people the importance of knowing the word of God. Now, the people now have come back to the word. They understand the word of God. They're praising God for the word of God. But there was one more thing. While the city laid waste, the walls had been torn down. Are y'all hearing this? So although that now they're back, the temple is back up. The people have been restored to the word of God, but there was one more problem. With the walls down, anybody could walk up in the church. Anybody could walk up in there anytime. You got to understand that in these years, there were all kinds of religions around Jerusalem. And over that time, they had come to the point where they were just used to walking in and out of Jerusalem at will. And when they came in, they brought their stuff with them. Are y'all hearing me? Whatever it is they were doing out there, they were used to bringing it right on in. Y'all need to hear this. Whatever it was they were exposed to in that little town and whatever it is they were doing, uh, they were able to bring it right on in to the church of God, to the temple. That's where Nehemiah comes in. Nehemiah, just, just like Ezra had a heart for getting the word back in, Nehemiah had a mind, he had a mind for, for protecting the word of God. You see, my brothers and my sisters, uh, it's not enough just to know it. You've got to stand for something. Are y'all hearing me? First of all, we, we suffer as a people, we suffer as a church because although we are church people, we don't know the word. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we know church. We know church terms. We know how to sound churchy. But in order to stand in the world we are living in right now, are y'all hearing me? The people of God must know 
the word of God. So Nehemiah, that's what he did. One comes and restores the word of God. But then the other comes to rebuild the wall and protect the city. Are y'all hearing me? And protect the city of God. And my prayer for this year for Salem Church is that we will concentrate on becoming more people of the word. Are y'all hearing me? I don't want us to stop shouting, but I want us to know what we're shouting about. Are y'all hearing me? I, I want us to have a zeal, but I want us to have a zeal according to knowledge. And so my, my desire and my prayer and what I want to do for this whole year is spend my time fussing at y'all. Fussing at y'all, desiring to get you in study. And I know, I know, I know, I can tell you right now, some of y'all going to get mad. Just don't stop coming. Yeah, it's all right. I don't, I don't mind. But, but, but I must, as a pastor, as one, as a leader of the flock, I can't sit idly by and let people be happy and dumb. You got to know what thus saith the Lord. And the only way to know what thus said the Lord is to get into the word. Are y'all hearing me? I, I want to be a people who read the word. I want us to be a people who study the word. And that's two different things now, reading it and studying. Yeah, most of us read it sometimes. But we, I, I want us to be a people who study the word of God. I, I want us to be people who are directed by the word of God in our daily decisions. See, we've got to understand this is more than a Sunday morning thing. This is more than a Sunday morning. Every step we take, everything we do ought to be governed by the word of God. Something in the mind of a child of God ought to ask the question, what does the word say? Are y'all hearing me? I want us to be people who acknowledge the word in all of our ways. People who live, who actually live by the word of God. All those things that the world expects from us. See, the truth of the matter is the world thinks you know it. <laughs> they see you leave every Sunday morning. They see you leave in the car, coming to church with your Bible and Those folks think you know the word. Shame on us. Shame on us if we don't study. If we don't study. They are relying on us to know the word. Truth is, it's not very likely that you're walking according to the word if you don't have a knowledge of what the word is about. Word, brothers and sisters, it's sad to say it, and the reason why the church has to get back on it is because the word has been hijacked. We may not understand the power of the word, but I'll tell you something. That there are some folk who understand the power of the word, and they have hijacked it. Are y'all hearing me? They're high, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. How in the world can in 
a country that they say is built on God, on God, godly principles. Yet here's a country that is obsessed with God and guns. If you can't say amen, say ouch. How in the world? How in the world can, can a country boast of owning millions and millions of God? What, what ever happened to, the, to, 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 to God taking care of us? Whatever happened, whatever happened to, to people uh, yeah, leaning on the word of God? Whatever happened to those folk who believe that he that dwells in the secret place of the most high will abide under the shadow of the almighty? Why do I need a gun in every room? Why do I need a gun in every... Are y'all hearing me? It's been hijacked. And the people of God are letting them hijack it. Hi, hi. How do you bomb buildings in the name of God? It's being high. Are y'all hearing me? People are bombing buildings and saying God said it. And they'll do it if the church does not go back to the word. Shoot people in the name of Jesus. I shot them because Jesus told me to shot them. Shoot him. I, I shot him because, yeah, I'm doing the will. Of, how, how in the world is that the will of Jesus? The word is being hijacked. What happened to the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. Are y'all hearing me? See, the world, my brothers and sisters, we are to influence the world and not the other way around. And we've got to get this thing right. We've got to get this thing right somehow. Somehow you can count on it. Whatever craziness you see out in the world. If you wait long enough, it will trickle its way right on into the church. Are y'all hearing me? This ain't no shouting sermon today. I know it's not. But I'm trying to set the pace for the year. That's, that's why sometimes I hate to see yeah, yeah, in the world, I, I see all them little skimpy clothes and all those new things out there on the fashion market. I, I hate to see it on the television because I know it won't be long. <laughs> Before it trickles its way. Are y'all hearing me? I, I hate to, sometimes I just hate to see new trends and new craziness that breaks out out there in the world because I know if it's out there, it ain't going to be very long before it's going to show up in the church. Why? Because those in here, first of all, they don't know. And then the walls have come down. See, there used to be a time when the church, you may not believe it, but there was a time when the church was the one that influenced what went on outside. The church at one time was so powerful uh, that whatever was going on in the church would ultimately bleed its way out into the community, but now it's just the opposite. Now it all ends up. It all ends up in... in in the church said it this morning and people looked at me like I was crazy but I remember a time 
when before a coach would, the coach at the schoolhouse, before he scheduled practice, he would check and see what was happening at the church. Oh, yeah. I, I, anybody, does anybody? They looked at me like I was crazy. But I remember a time that the school schedule was set around the church schedule. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I remember a time when, clo- church, when, when stores would close on Sunday. You can go to Walmart on Sunday. Are y'all hearing me? Whatever it is you want to buy, you better get it on Saturday because they respected the church. Let me carry it a step further. I remember when stores used to close at 12 o'clock on Wednesday because they knew folk went to church. Am I the only one to remember that? Let me see some hands in here. Anybody remember? Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. We were the influence of the community. You see, my brothers and sisters, we are the light of the world. We are the salt. Are y'all hearing me? We are the salt of the earth. So I know somebody's saying, well, Reverend, sound to me like you talk about trying to make a Big separation between folk. How folk gonna get saved? Well, the thing is, is the church has lost its savor. If you can still hang out there and be salt, if you can still hang out there and be light, then that's exactly where you need to be. You need to be showing somebody the way. But the bottom line with us is, uh, we have lost our savior, and we're just sort of blending in with everything that's going on. Got it written down. Won't be no shouting today. Won't be no. How does this happen? How do these things happen? They happen when we don't know the word of God. And they happen when we fail to protect the church. They happen when we fail to build walls, to rebuild Walls and, and then just anything and anybody can walk in when they get ready. As we go along, I'm going to show you how rebuilding a wall makes some folk mad. If the church ever gets its act together, there are some folk that are just going to fall out with the church. Because they're used to being able to come up in here, say anything they want to, do anything they want to. There are some that will fall out. I'm going to show you how everybody ain't happy. <laughs> When the church tries to protect itself. Got to rebuild some walls. And I guess before I sit down, since I'm up, let me, let me just go ahead and see, before we start talking about rebuilding stuff and before we start about, you need to have an understanding of how the wall got torn down in the first place. That I guess that's the first place. We, we, we sort of have, need to have a, an, an idea of how the wall came down, how, why it needs to be rebuilt. What did they do to cause the wall to be torn down? And every child of God needs to know this because one of the great, one of the strangest things about our salvation is, uh, yeah, yeah, is that God, yeah, he sent his only begotten son to save us. 
He came down. We believed on him. He saved our souls. But the strange thing is he left us here <laughs> to live out our life for him. Now, wouldn't it have been so much bigger? Yeah, wouldn't it? It don't seem like once he saved me, if he had just sort of took me out of the midst of all these crazy folk and put me somewhere where everybody else is saved, seemed to me like that's what he should have done. But now he saves us and leaves us. Are y'all hearing me? Life would be so much simpler if when he saved us, he had immediately taken us out of the world and placed us in the kingdom where everybody else is saved. But he leaves us here, saves our, our souls and fitted us for the sky, but here we are. The closer we get to him, the closer it gets to his return, I'm watching the stranger the world gets. But as strange as it gets, as strange as it, is, it gets, the church has got to be the church. We've got to stand for something. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, yes, I know that we are in the United States, and I know that there are laws, and they are passing all kinds of laws, but we've got to understand that we have two citizenships. We're citizenships, and we have a citizenship in the United States of, the, of America, but we have a higher law. So don't you run out and try to hook up with another man or another woman. Just because the law say you can do it, we got another law. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and sisters, there were a whole lot of things that the law said that we could do, a whole lot of things that even the school said we could do. But when I, when I looked at my daddy, are y'all hearing me? I don't care how, how much they said it was all right, how much they said it wasn't against the law. There were some things that weren't going to happen in my daddy's house. Are y'all hearing me? And that's where the church has got to be. Uh, the church ought to have sense enough uh, that no matter what the world does, uh, there are some things that ain't going to happen here in my daddy's house. How, how, did, they, how did they end up in bondage? How did they end up in bondage anyway? And it's, uh, you've heard this before, but I, I need to let you know because we're in danger of finding ourselves in the same place. How, how in the world did the walls get torn down? How in the world was it that the temple was torn down? Well, it was because the people of God. They developed a mind of their own. Are y'all hearing me? All of the covenants of God, all of the agreements they had made with God the moment they came out of captivity. And it's amazing how we'll promise God anything when we're in a tight. Are y'all hearing me? Isn't it amazing how we'll promise God anything when we got our neck in a noose? We'll pray like we ought to pray. Live like we ought to live. As long as the pressure is on. And that's the way it was with the people of God uh, as long as they were in bondage. God sent a leader and they were listening uh, to all that God's leader had to say. 
They followed him every step of the way. They said, whatever he says, we will do. But the moment they crossed over the Red Sea, y'all ain't hearing me. The moment uh, they were out from under oppression, they looked back and they saw that Pharaoh's army had been drowned in the sea. They saw that the waters had closed back. And from that point, they began to go back on what they promised God. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and sisters, we don't have to talk about them. Let's talk about us. How many times have you promised God everything? God, get me out one more time and I'll never do it again. God, if you deliver me this time, uh, you won't ever have this problem no more. But the very minute that it gets us out, we'll turn around uh, and act like we don't even know his name. Well, that's what they did. Uh, they began uh, to act like they didn't even know God. And God uh, had promised them uh, that I will, uh, if you disobey, if you don't do uh, my will, uh, I, will uh, I, I will, I will, I will pull back from you. Are you hearing me? Uh, yes, uh, I will allow the enemy to come in and destroy you. And because uh, they would not do and because uh, they refused to continue to follow him, that's exactly what happened. The Bible says uh, that the Babylonians came in. God allowed their enemies to come in and, and take them away from their homeland. Get it now? They didn't care. They would not do what they ought to by God. They wouldn't uh, yeah, take care of the temple like they should take care of it. So God says, I'll fix that. I'll take you away from your temple. Are you hearing me? I I'll take you away from all that you hold near and dear. So uh, here the people of God find themselves in bondage. Had a good life and didn't appreciate it, but now they're in bondage. Let me show you something. Yeah, all at once, uh, they're in bondage. Uh, they can't find their way out. They don't know how they're going to get out. So look how they reacted to that bondage. Now they're in a strange land. The temple has been torn completely down. All of the walls around the temple have been destroyed. And now the Bible says uh, they sit down and they cry. Are y'all hearing me? Isn't it amazing how we can be hard-headed? We can do what we want to do. And when punishment finally comes, uh, here we are ready to cry. Right there in the Bible it says, uh, by the rivers of Babylon there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Are y'all hearing me? We're in bondage now. What happened to them? It says that they took their harps and they wouldn't even play anymore. Yeah, they hung their harps up in the willow trees. Are y'all hearing me? And while they're out there, yeah, this is how sad it is when you get out of the will of God. Yeah. While they were out there, yes, uh, they've lost everything they had. 
they're sitting out there crying but their enemies came to them yeah sometimes my brothers and sisters uh, the devil's folk know more about what you got yeah than you know yourself yeah are y'all hearing me uh, sometimes your enemy has a better sense of who God is uh, and trusting God than you have yourself yeah yeah Psalm 137 says uh, that the enemy came to them yeah and said to them what I want you to do yeah what we want y'all to do yeah since y'all are here in captivity yeah we've heard you singing uh, while you're out there at the church yeah nobody could beat you singing yeah when you had your own temple yeah you were always lifting your hands yeah. are y'all hearing me uh, when you were there in the presence of God uh, you were always singing the songs of Zion yeah. but listen to what the enemy said yeah they said we want you to sing us uh, one of the songs of Zion. Are y'all hearing me? This is the enemy talking, yeah. Saying, uh, we want you uh, to sing us uh, one of the songs uh, of Zion, yeah. Are y'all hearing me? But, but listen to what the people of God said, yeah. Those that had been separated from their God, yeah. It would have been a wonderful opportunity, yeah, for somebody to witness for the Lord, yeah. It would have been a wonderful opportunity, yeah, for somebody to sing a, a song of Zion, yeah. But read the word of God yeah, at what they said. The enemy says, we want you to sing. The devil's folks said, we want you to sing. But listen to what they said. They said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, I'm just one of those who believe yeah, that if the Lord's song has power yeah, in the church, yeah, it ought to have some power yeah, outside the church. Yeah. I just believe yeah, that if our shout works in here, it ought to work out there. Yeah. I just believe uh, that if I can praise God in here, yeah, I ought to be able to praise him wherever I am. But listen to what they say. How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Are y'all hearing me? I believe that they missed a good chance. I believe somebody's life might have been turned around. I believe that somebody might have found a new way to live. If just one of them had opened up a hymn book and said through many dangers, toss and snares, I have already come. It was grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me on. I just believe that at least one somebody should have been able to look toward heaven and say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know is thou withdraw thyself from me. Oh, whether shall I go? I just believe down in the bottom of my soul that somebody should have testified and said, I was seeking deep in sin. For from the peaceful shore, 
I was very deeply saved within. I was sinking to rise no more. But the master, yeah, the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the water that he lifted me, now save, save, save am I. Yes, I just believe somebody, yeah, should have been able to say that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die in my place. Wonder if I got a witness here. Yeah. He died, he died, he died on an old rugged cross. They laid him in a fiery tomb. But I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that early, early, early Sunday morning, yes, he got up, he got up, yes. Yes, 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 I'm glad, I'm glad I know him, I'm glad, I'm glad that he walks with me, he talks with me, and he tells me that I am. Rebuild these walls. We've got to get back into the Word of God. We've got to have a working knowledge. How, how can we help this world? You want to know why He left us here in it? He left us here in it so that we can make it better, not so that it can make us worse. And you can only do that if you're in the Word of God can only do that if you can help, if you can be a part of rebuilding walls, walls that keep just anything from running up in here, walls that will stop the enemy in his track. We've got to, we've got to rebuild walls and we do that through getting into the word of God. Now this, this ain't just a sermon. It ain't just a sermon and it is a sermon too, but I, I preach sermons for results. I want to see some change. The Word of God challenges us. Challenges us. I challenge the early service to, to plan. Just like you plan to show up on Sunday for church. Plan an hour earlier to show up and be in study. Okay, the shouting about to stop now. Plan, plan an hour early to show up and be in study. The church will never be stronger than the people in it who know the word of God. 
I don't care how many, how big the crowd is. I don't care how much money we raise. The church will never be stronger than the people who have knowledge of the word of God. So we start the year out challenging, challenging each one of you just, just to plan to come earlier, be in study. Wednesday night, that is study. Everybody in this church needs to find some time and somewhere to study. I want all of us, this is not a resolution, this is just what you ought to do. I want you to plan to be in study, to be with the people of God, studying God's word. Our strength depends on the people in the pew who know the word of God. So that's my challenge. That's my challenge, to get into the word of God. And then all of us together will build and protect this sacred place we call the body of Christ. If you're here today unsaved, I want to invite you today to become a part of the family of God. If you're unsaved, I want to invite you today to become a part of the community of the redeemed. 